I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lodos for Words Betting Podcast, the first one of 2024. And Brad, you're back. You're back with us. Yes. Back on the grind, as we like to call it. Um, mm-hmm. Any any kind of thoughts coming into the season, other than like the initial first event? Anything that's kind of caught your eye? Anything? I mean, obviously, we've got John Ryan to talk about, but we'll do that at another date. Mm-hmm. Um, any sort of glaring things over the sort of postseason you've been thinking about? Uh, honestly, mate, not really. No. Um, yeah, obviously the John Rom news we can touch upon a bit later. That's obviously a massive loss to the tour, but can't really blame him for that. But yeah, as I said, in some aspects you can he, he's probably felt let down by the tour. But yeah, yeah. we can go into that a whole another time. But it's as for DJ Tour, it is, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as for just coming into the season, just. Yeah, just sticking to what I did last year, really, and just uh, enjoying every week as it comes. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, yeah, happy New Year to you, Tom, and uh, you, obviously all the all the listeners as well. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it's good. It's lovely to have everyone back listening. That we'll be listening today. We're doing it a day later. Obviously, we had New Year's Day yesterday, and both of us had plans. And and then this would be slightly earlier today, but if it wasn't for the fact that trees are falling on the line. Uh, london and, and all those sort of things trying to get back from london offices so um it's been one of those kind of starts of the year but a nice winner will change everything won't it so um well we will look into the century it's been is it officially been changed to just the century it has it has yeah it's yeah, not the century it tournament of champions anymore which makes sense because it hasn't been a tournament yeah. champions for three years is it so yeah, exactly. uh, I, I like the change on that one obviously we've, we've mentioned john Rahm. he he's a glaring absence but the one by choice is Rory McIlroy uh not in the field uh mm-hmm. which which is not unusual for him I don't think he does he ever really play this I think he's played it maybe once or oh, twice so, so, no. yeah. um not not a massive surprise which leaves Scotty Scheffler as a 11 to 2 favorite Victor Hovland 9 to 1 Colin Morikawa 12 to 1 Patrick Canley 14 to 1 Max Homer 14 to 1 and it's Xander Schauffele and Ludwig Aberg making up the 16 to 1s that's the the top of the betting um of those kind of top lot brad who are you kind of closest i'll tell you what i was actually quite close to patrick cantley just yeah. purely he's had a, he's had a lot of time off i think he's the p- sort of person that will probably reflect on quite a poor year mm. you know he hasn't he didn't win i think his closest one was the RBC Heritage, which yeah. uh, fits over the line um yeah he, uh, look we're waiting for that time for cantley to produce in the majors he didn't another year he hasn't we know he's got the the game he generally does pretty well at this tournament um i think he's had two top five finishes yeah so yeah i didn't back him um he was 16s i reckon if he when i, I checked on monday i reckon if he got to 18s which have been very generous which i thought we might because we haven't seen him at all for a few months um that there might be a possibility but yeah, it did, we didn't see the 18, so I, I just passed on him. But he was the one up the top that I was quite close to. I uh, yeah. just needed a slightly bigger number, so I just thought there was better value further down the betting board in the end. Yeah, I, I've gone with one from here. I mean, he was 16 to 1 yesterday, Colin Morikawa. He's now 12 to 1. Um, and there's just about enough in it for me to still go with him. Uh, four appearances here, 7th, 7th, 5th and 2nd. 
Brad, you know all too well what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was a season. heartbreaking start to last year. Yeah, so just <laughs> just a tough scene altogether. And that was after was. shortly after the Eric Cole. Uh, the, was it Eric Cole at the um, Bermuda as well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there was so a couple had, capitulations. Yeah, <laughs> you had a couple of brutal starts to, or the end of 2022 and start of 2023. But um, that's right. Yeah, we won't labour on that. We'll focus on the fact that when you look at Morikawa and his form here it's just exceptional really considering I mean the seventh he never shot better than 70 on his debut um, but in the second time around 69 pair of 65s in the middle and then close with a 73 so it could have been better again um, and then the final round 62 went fifth on his third start which I imagine is probably a big part if we listen back to why he went to him last year um, mm-hmm. yep. and then yeah open last year 64 66 65 and was seemingly in control until he wasn't so um yeah, I just think with that and, you know, the the kind of revival that he's kind of putting together, um, you know, that win at the Zozo was huge, wasn't it? 64, 66 mm-hmm. and 63 in there. So I think he's just suddenly, I mean, he knew, he knew, wasn't he, that he'd been disappointing for a little while, um, yeah. obviously since the major wins. Um, was he coming up to two years on without a win? Um, <laughs> he, he, he was, was certainly sure. struggling. Um, yeah, so... I think he's just back. And look, both Cantley and Morocco, the two players I mentioned so far, just huge beneficiaries of, of someone like John Ryan defecting, isn't it? Aren't they? So, massively, yeah. Uh, we were closer up the thing. But I mean, Morocco, fourth in the 72 hole scoring at the Tour Championship, 13th for St. Jude, uh, second at the Rocket Mortgage. Like he was he was trending towards that win anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, followed that up with the seventh at the Hero World Challenge, which to be honest, I don't put an awful lot of stock into, but it's good to see him kind of in the mix and a couple of places off the top five. So, um, yeah. yeah, happy with Morikawa there, even at 12 to 1. So that's mm. where I started. Um, I where did you start your car, Brad? So I started with uh, Jordan Spieth, um, another player that just didn't have the best of years. Um, obviously, he did have his injury problems with his wrist and he he failed to register a win like Cantley and well, I was going to say Morikawa, but he did get one in the end. Um, yeah. But uh, he, he also came close at the RBC Heritage. Um, lost out to Fitzpatrick um, in the playoff eventually. Um, but yeah, it's, it's far from good enough for a player of his caliber. We know, we all know what he's capable of doing at his best and with his wrist issues seemingly behind him, um, I am expecting a much better year. Um, Kapalua has also been quite kind to him in the past, uh, not in recent years, but uh, back in 2016, he won. Um, he's also finished runner up third and ninth. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the his results in recent years can be forgiven, like based off how well he's done in the past. Um, we know he's pro- uh, can produce the goods here at this course, and I think that performance at the Hero World Challenge was encouraging enough uh, to chance him this week. Um, I remember he said leading up to it that he was feeling optimistic about where his game was at, but the wrist issues behind him, and he did back that up with a solid performance, finishing sixth. Um, so I think at 22 to one, I think he is now. Um, yeah, six places Betway. I, I think he's a he's a good price, and yeah, I want to chance him this week. Yeah, look, pretty solid at Hoylake, wasn't he? 23rd, sixth at the Pennington St Jude, sixth at the Hero World Challenge. Like it's been putting. This was a coupling of middling performances there at the BMW and the Tour Championship. But it's a funny one with Speed. I think like I was quite close to him, and I think it's like you said his second third third in his first three appearances here suggests he loves the golf course when he's on form and if we think that we're going to get the speed of old now that the wrist injuries are are gone 
um, then you kind of have to go to him to these sort of events because he's not going to be this 22 to 1, 25, 25 was yesterday um, in these types of events going forward. Um, that's kind of his major prices, right? And I know there's, there's major yep. quality players in this, but um, if we're looking at someone like Spieth who could go on and win a major again this year, which is a lot of talk about him, I, I kind of feel, I don't know if that's just a feel thing, but I feel like that has been decent amount of talk on that, then then he is good value, I think. So uh, definitely was close to him, didn't get there in the end. The other one I was close on was Sungjae. Um, you and me both, he was on yeah. my shortlist as well. Fifth, yeah. eighth and 13th here is, is really encouraging. And my only concern was like the, the form that he's been showing, If you, you know, if you go on towards it, it was looking at the recent form, the second is obviously in Korea and it was a playoff loss. Um, mm-hmm. And then he finished 12th at the Zozo. So I don't know if it just looks a little bit more generous than, than maybe it should be, if you like. Um, but having said that, he had, he was kind of trending with form at the end of the season as well on the PJ yeah. Tour. So another well, look, he's, a, he's another player as well that had pretty underwhelming year for his standards. You know, yeah. like um, similar to Spieth, Cantlay, they'll want to, yeah. Like they all want to come out hot, you know. I've had some time off to reflect on a disappointing year, and they'll all just want to come out uh, rejuvenated and try and get a win on the board as, as early as possible. Yeah, they're he, all too good of players to to not win, aren't they? Really. The, the narrative was that he's been kind of freed up since he got his um, military service. Avoid, you know, like yes. military yeah, service yeah. Fourteenth, seventh to finish the season, kind of backs it up. Um, and then second and twelfth in those two starts. So yeah, I think Sun GM's got a the only the only thing that kind of slightly put me off Sun GM is he's not, you know, he's not the biggest hitter, is he? So he would have to be almost perfect here to, to mm-hmm. kind of take advantage. But again, yeah, I don't think he needs to be a massive hitter. Harris English is obviously one. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean Zach Johnson and Steve Stricker yeah, as well. Exactly that. I think it's weird, isn't it? Because I think it's funny because obviously distance plays a part because yeah. but the ball just goes so far for everybody that I think you can probably avoid it as well. So mm. certainly wouldn't let me put off. Well, it's, it's definitely a it's definitely a massive help. Like if you can, like yeah, I've got distance on your like, because there's no trouble off the tee. The fairways are so wide, so yeah. there's no hazard. They can just let it rip. But yeah, as we've seen in the past, it's not the be all end all here. So yeah, I wouldn't be against like taking someone if you think they're going to be hot with the, the putter or shit hot on approach. You know, so that could be the recipe for this week. Yeah, the other one, like we haven't seen Cyril Hatton here in the past, have we? Um, no, he's never played here. It's just, uh, and yeah. I just, I, I find just that strange. I find and Fleetwood. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird, isn't it? And they're both playing strong, like golf, like 11th place at the DP World Tour Championship for Cyril Hatton. Uh, he was second at Wentworth, wasn't he? Um, yeah. And that was the kind of two big results he had towards the end of last year. Nothing really since, obviously, apart from the Ryder Cup. So it's. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of the unknown, but I just I just felt like him and Fleet with both of them had these kind of years where they played such good golf and didn't get anything out of it. Um, so they, again, like the guys you've mentioned already, will be expecting a hot start. So I'm interested to see how Hatton will get on. But a couple of names either side of Hatton in the betting for you, Brad, where you're going to kind of round out your three-man card for this. Yes, mate. Um, so Tom Kim is the first one for me because um, I, mean, I, I just impressed last year. Like Kapalua and uh, well, the Plantation course has been a tough course for debutants over the years. Um, but yeah, Tom Kim, Kim, he finished fifth last year, tied fifth. And yes, yeah, so he took a liking to the course straight off the bat, open with a round of 65. And we've already said, we know how important it is to go low around this course. Like in, in, well, it's going to be calm conditions again by the looks of it. Um, he's already won three times on the PJ Tour at the age of 21. I think 
each win has been 20 under or better, which is we know we're going to expect this week. Um, so it's more than comfortable in these type of birdie fests, and he can go seriously low when needed. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him in that aspect. Um, but I also like that he hasn't had that long of a break, as he's continued to compete throughout October and November. Um, obviously, he successfully defended his Shriners title, which was good to see. Um, he finished 15th for the DP World Tour Championship as well. I don't think he's ever played in the Middle East before, so that was quite good. And his approach numbers in both of those events were just seriously good. Um, and I just feel as though if he can... Well, his, his irons is always his strong point, isn't it? And if if his irons are in that kind of form this week, he's going to give himself a bundle of birdie, birdie opportunities. And yeah, I, I can't see why he can't win it. Um, and if he does, he'll enter the top 10 in the world rankings for the first time, which is uh, pretty phenomenal at this stage of his career. So, yeah, I, I really like Tom Kim this week. I was surprised when I looked back, so I was looking at kind of like the Sony Open, kind of because there's a lot of correlation with Sony Open, obviously being two weeks apart and in the same yeah. state. Um, that you you get with this. Me, but <laughs> I, look, he was fifth and sixth either side of that. So I don't think there's necessarily too much to worry about. Like anyone can miss a cut at any point, I think. And, He'd been on such a ridiculous run, hadn't he? Like he won the Shriners, eleventh for the mm-hmm. Senior Cup, fourth for the Dunlop Phoenix, tenth for the Aero, fifth at Tournament Champions, sixth for the American Express. Like you can't keep that up. And also he then went on to really struggle, and maybe the wrist was just bad that week because he had those wrist problems as well. Yeah, he, he? Did, so, yeah. he had a real bad patch, didn't he, in the middle yeah, of the season? You just you just don't know, but you know maybe you just managed to get it around the week after and. Mm-hmm. He's just so good that he managed to get to the sick. You just don't know what these players are going through, do you? So no. uh, I wouldn't sort of psychoanalyze that miscut once. But it'd be interesting to see because I think the Sony Open should be a really good event for him going forward. So yeah. if he plays you'd well this so. week, you'd you'd expect him to go strongly next week if he plays. Yeah, and the miscut you might get um decent number, yeah. you might get a, a decent number, yeah. Exactly that. So, so yeah, worth keeping keep on. Yeah. Um and then an Englishman for you, Brad. Uh, yes, another person who, another, another person, another player that um, also impressed on his um, debut last year, Fitzpatrick. Um, he finished tied seventh and should have done better, really, as he was second going into the final round. Um, he ended up slipping down the leaderboard after closing with a round of 70. Uh, but yeah, lots lots of encouragement to take from that performance. Um, he really isn't one for birdie fests, um, but he didn't look out of place. I think I think a lot of it helps that he's adding a lot of distance um, to his game, which, as we, can, we said around here, it can only help. And his short game has always been tidy. I mean, there aren't many better putters out there than uh, Fitzpatrick. And, yeah, a hot putter is absolutely needed this week. Um, he, he dusted off the cobwebs at the Hero World Challenge, uh, finished tied fourth, and again, should have probably been better, close to around a 70 um, when going into the round um, in second or third, I think. So, yeah, he's had another successful year, uh, winning both on the DP World Tour. I think it was the Dunhill Links and obviously the RBC Heritage on the PGA Tour. So I think he's continuing to get better. And I think he looks brilliant value to kickstart his year with a win, um, 28 to 1. So, yeah, I really like Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. And I think it's that point, Brad, that you mentioned there about he wouldn't necessarily be the first name that comes to mind for someone on a birdie fest. Um, But I think that's changing. I think, I think that narrative is slightly changing. When you look at his two wins in um, 2023, was it 17 under, I think at the heritage and 19 under at the Dunhill links. Now I know generally speaking, he's gone pretty low on the DP world tour throughout his whole career, but 
on the PJ Tour, he had the, the obviously the six under US Open win, which is never going to be yeah. a low one. But the fact that he'd done that 17 under um, at the Harris, he drew a third round 63, opening 66, like, and then just hit absolute bullets on the on the playoff hole to win. Like, I think all of a sudden the narrative is changing slightly on Fitzpatrick, or at least in my own mind. And I, mm-hmm. I think that to that point is what you said about his distance, like that is going to change things. So um, yeah. it, it's it's a massive adaptation I think is the word I'm looking for like in his game that mm-hmm. suggests that he can really because I don't think you can be world class without being able to win these kind of low scoring events like it's it's mm-hmm. great that your best golf suits major golf and and high scoring tough events like Memorial and Bay Hill and stuff but you need to be able to keep compete all of them so it's a good evolution in his game that you can do this um mm-hmm. and this will be a good barometer if he can if he can go past the 54 hole uh, effort last year where he was second and, and kind of get himself in the hunt going into Sunday then it's all to play for for him and I, I do trust him in contention these days um, mm-hmm. so yeah I, I do like the, the value on because I think I think when you look at that kind of area of the board like people will look at Eberg and think oh he's a trendy player we don't want to take 16 to 1 people don't want to take 16 to 1 about Xander because you know he's, he's just not getting over the line Finau mm-hmm. could be a great you know play but hasn't been for a while and Sungjae's got his own kind of winning issues. Fleetwood's got his own winning issues. Like the one that you're really confident about winning at the moment is, is Fitzpatrick in that area. So I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do like it. I looked at Fowler. Um, I don't know what to make of him. Like we, we keep hearing about Ricky Fowler's back, and it's going to be great if he can contend in the majors next year, and all those sort of things. And, and obviously, he got that comeback win um at the rocket mortgage but he's been dire since then really yeah uh, since then it's i thought it pushed on from then it hasn't it's just, really, been, it's just been really poor and i don't know if that was just one of those big like exhales from like oh, i finally got that win again like 23rd of the open to kind of finish off the season fine like don't need to panic too much about the fedex cup playoffs but it's not a good it's not a good sign that he's just like 64 for the zozo 17th mm. for the hero world challenge in a what was it a 20 man field like it's not good signs like i don't know if something's gone wrong again like is it never it never looked completely rebuilt did it like it, it looked like he got back to a place where he was comfortable again but there's still yeah, work it might, it might be the case of what you said like he's put everything into getting that win he was in contention so many times and then he's just sort of as he's got it he's just sort of fizzled out for the rest of the year and it might be just he might just come back completely fresh and you know just with the belief so. that he that he has done it and yeah, yeah let's hope so I really hope so. I really hope Ricky Fowler is best is a great addition to the PJ Tour and yeah, it's great to uh, watch. Changes things a lot. Um, another one, Russell Henley played well at Sony Open. Obviously, won there on his debut, didn't he? And he was the third six hole leader here back in 2016. He's not been great mm. since, but hoping it's a little bit like Spieth with him. Um, didn't get there in the end with him. And the trendy play here seems to be Brian Harmon, who's gone from kind of 55 to one down to 45, which I think is understandable. The 55 looked big. Um, but I've gone with Jason Day, Brad. And mm-hmm. the more I look at it, the more I concern myself with it. But by the same token, he was ninth on debut here in 2011, um, second round 66. Didn't come back until 2015, where he finished third with a final round 62. Finished 10th with a final round 65 in the, the following year. Um, you know, Average since 12 and 13th. But he's always been kind of there or thereabouts. He's always hit a low round. He always keeps himself kind of in the mix. He's never shooting high scores the whole week he's here and I just thought of 50 to 1 we're talking about a player that is like probably a very similar trajectory to Ricky Fowler in the sense that mm-hmm. they've got back I mean we we're talking about him Fowler and Rose weren't we maybe Spieth at the same time like 
about getting back to their best, um, you know, in, in this season. Yeah. And he obviously got the Byron Nelson win, second at uh, Hoy Lake uh, behind Brian Harmon. Again, another one like Fowler really struggled after finishing second there. But I do think he's definitely a contender for someone that just shut down after getting back in the mix. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you look at his 11 foot, the Hero World Challenge, he was actually playing reasonably well, 71 and 69, 66, improving. Right. And then he had that final round 74, didn't he? So he was a couple of shots shy of, of the top 10, and it's really only down to that final round. So mm. I think there's something in Jason Day at 50 to 1 in a limited field. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I like. You can still get 45 or six places as well if you want to do that. I don't know if that 50 to 1 extends to eight places on Bet365, but Not, um, I, think, I think it might actually. Let's have a look. But like, a, yeah. what do you what do you make of Day and where he is, Brad, at the moment? Yeah, no, I think it's I think he's in a good spot. Obviously, he did fall away a bit after that win as well, like Fowler-esque. But I like the fact that he's kept himself playing in December. It's yeah. always a, a bit of a positive, like when you're trying to get an edge on this event, which you never know really if it is or it isn't. Um, but yeah, he won he won the Grant Fordham Invitational with Lydia Co as well, yeah. which I mean, he was, I watched a lot of that event. He was really good. I mean, Lydia was incredible as well. Um, but yeah, like Hero World Challenge, as you touched upon, it could have been a lot better other than that round of 74. He's got a decent enough record here, hasn't he? He's finished third in the past, so yeah. I actually think he looks big at 50. I do. I, yeah, I think I think you're right on that sort of Grant Thornton point. I didn't really even mention myself. Like people will just dismiss that, and that's fine. I, I'm fine with people dismissing it, but he's played and he's played well. He's 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 contributed to a win and. Yeah. Um, he stayed fresh and I kind of like the fact that he's kind of committed to those sort of events and mm-hmm. is either enjoying his golf a lot more and that's why he wants to play more or he just wants to stay sharp and both of those things are only positives aren't they so um, yeah. 50 to 1 I think Jason Day's good value in a limited field um, so that that was the second pick for me after Morikawa and then I've really spaced out these picks the, the, the final one for me <laughs> is Chris Kirk at 150 to 1 and this is definitely down to the Sony Open link. Um, yes. Yeah, I can two, see that. Yeah, two seconds there and a fifth last year. I think last year, it was either last year or the year before, he definitely should have won that event as well. But then when you look at actually his course form here as well, it's not bad. Like I know I talked about distance being you know beneficial, but he was seventh on debut with a, mm-hmm. he opened with a 75 and still finished seventh. So that should tell you everything that you'd need to know, like second round 66, final round 67. He opened with 66, his next start here, uh, led after round one. Uh, when he was 14th, he had bookend rounds of 68 and 62 and just really was terrible in the middle rounds. Um, and then he was 24th in his final start, but he wasn't playing that well then, I don't think. So he's had a massive absence since 2016. But this kind of reinvention of Chris Kirk, if you like, or the, I think he's had about three spells of being a, a top-level player, hasn't he? He's, he has. He's he one more, yeah, he's one more than people think. Um, you know, he was really hot, you know, at the start of his career. He obviously had his off off course issues, didn't he? Um, where he took some time away and he just seems to be all the better for that. Look, he, he's a 38 year old PJ Tour player. It's not like he's he's a you know fresh kid off the block, but you know, 2011, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2023 wins, all really positive. Uh, he's beaten Spieth in that time, he's beaten Henley, he's beaten Eric Cole in that playoff, obviously, at the Honda. Um, I just I just think 151 six places in a I mean what is this like 40 odd man field like it's it's, it's price yeah. yeah I mean it's a tough event for long shots but I do I do like this one and I didn't really give him a look and then obviously you mentioned to me that you liked him 
Yeah. I was like, Do you know what? It's actually, a, I, I like obviously the Sony Open Link's always been good over the years here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, seventh on debut. I do think I would take him eight places though, because uh, yeah, I, I feel like yeah. each way value, and I think the best price is 110 to one bet 365. Yeah. You've also got Boyles and Bet Fred offering at 100 to one as well. But yeah, I, I do think he he's got good each way value about him this week. I like it. Yeah, I, th- I think that the idea of Chris Kirk winning this is tough. Um, when you look at recent winners, but it wouldn't, he's not a completely different sort of prospect to Harris English winner, is he? I know no, no, of course not. really hot at the time, wasn't he? Um, so slightly different, I guess, circumstance. But as you mentioned at the top of the show, you've got your, your Zach Johnson's there. He's that perfect molder player like that, isn't he? So mm-hmm. you can kind of wedge it to death, I guess, if, you, if you're really playing well with those clubs. So, I mean, look, even like I, I was one that kind of brought out the distance, but Patrick Reed's been a runner-up twice. Harris English has won it. Um, Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker have won. Don't remember Jonathan Bird being the longest player in the world. So it's, yeah, I think there's definitely, I mean, Colin Morikawa's not the longest, is he? And, and he, no, he's not at all. Last year. No. So, um, yeah, I, I like that. I, I think trendy players in this kind of area would be someone like a Norman, Vincent Norman or an Eric Van Roy, and they'll be popular. Um, yeah. Rightly so. I think Eric Cole over the years will be good here, but yeah. maybe not. Yeah, I think. Well, we we had this discussion yesterday, didn't we? Me and you, you know, in, in yeah. just text chat, if you like. And I just can't see it. I just can't. Like every time he's kind of been in the real elite level field, he's kind of faded away a bit. Um, yeah. But he's. I mean, in terms of course, like in terms of current form, sorry, he's like sixth best in this field for adjusted scores uh, based on sources. Well, I think course so, fit current form like on paper he looks yeah. at a cracking better 66 i just i think mentally he might struggle um, it's just it's just hard when you look at who's around him in the market like you see i mean matsuyama hasn't been matsuyama for a long time but yeah. having a price alongside matsuyama justin rose the gala isn't it? It, it it's tough isn't it and look I, he deserves that i don't know what price you can make him and i was actually pretty surprised he was the 66 to one um which is why i gave him an initial look oh, i don't um, think i'd probably have him around 50 55 if I, yeah, price, I, like, it, I don't really see what like cameron young's done to be that much short on him i know he's obviously competing in majors against this level of field but we're talking about someone that fourth at the Fortinet, third at the Shriners, second at the Zozo, third at the RSM. Was it the RSM that he should have won, Cole? Um, it was one of those he should have won them, shouldn't he? Um, yeah, I think like he, he's just, yeah, he's just, he's just played really well, hasn't he? And I, I just have a hard time seeing him. Yeah, win. RSM it was. Yeah. 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 When I look at him in these kind of bigger fields, so FedEx and Jude 31st, BMW 25th. Um, Scottish Open 60th, US Open 39th, Canadian Canadian Open was sixth to be fair. USPJ was obviously 15th there, really good, really good week there. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, just struggled, hasn't he, when the field strength's got that a little bit better. So I think he's the type of player that's taken full advantage of the limited field. Really, I really do like him though. I do think maybe once he gets one, he might he might just get a few. I do think he Is could he, be one of them players. I wonder if he's one of these kind of I hate to keep bringing this up because it's not a market I should really be getting too involved in. But is he the type of first round leader bet that he can just well, come right straight in. out of the box? Yeah. And yeah. Just well, Tom Kim come straight out of the blocks last last year, shooting 65. So yeah. uh, debutants have been known come out hot. I think I think him actually winning it just feels beyond it. I know that sounds funny when I'm saying Chris Kirk, but 
Chris mm-hmm. Kirk is 150 to 1 and Cole's 66. So there's a there's a certain level of difference there, isn't there? But yeah, yeah I think I think for me, like I can definitely see him. Let's just have a look at what he's like as a whether he's a fast starter. I seem to remember him starting fast multiple. Oh, he's times. come out hot a few times in the past for sure. Yeah, 11, 11 times since 2020 across the Corn Ferry and the PGA, he's been within two shots of the first round lead. So mm-hmm. there's your answer. Um, Canadian Open, Zozo, RSM, PGA. It's not a bad little spell, is it, in 2023? So not at all. It's actually, because that was his first full season, wasn't it, last year? And he's done it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. I'd have to check that RSM because sometimes they get the course wrong on this. Um, but either way, he shot 64. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I think that could be the play. It's just to, if you want to get on board with Eric Cole at some point this week, seeing him win, well, yeah. time, that could be the play. What's he like for first-round leader? I wonder if he's shorter. Uh yeah, 50 for first round leader. So mm-hmm. tough. Well, what do you think about placement bets in this, Brad? Like, oh, I think it's. I, I tried it last year and I had no success. I think yeah. I backed uh, same as Power and um, and Brian Harmon, who's obviously yeah. popular this week. Yeah, I backed both of them to finish in top ten. I don't think came away empty-handed. So yeah, I've avoided avoiding it this year. I think. I think it's. There might be a little bit of. I looked at Justin Rose for a top twenty. I think it's two to one. Two to one, top twenty. It was one, just the one that caught my eye. And, and the fact. Oh, really? That, That's weird. Yeah, him <laughs> yeah. at two to one, and the fact that um, I was obviously looking at Chris Kirk as well. He was fourteen yeah. to five. Like they've they've only got to finish middle of the pack, haven't they? Um, to pay that off. I just wonder if there's a little bit of value in that. I mean, Rose, we just don't know. He finished twelfth on. His first start and never played it since. Uh, yeah, I think I think this sort of Rose's sort of test though, isn't it? He like obviously being a Bahamas resident as well. I, yeah. I think he enjoys it. He so, loves it and yeah, like just finishing. He played, little, he played quite well at the Hero as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and, he, and he played at the Grand Fortnum in in Daytona with Charlie Hole. So he's been he's been playing. He? Yeah. yeah, and then. The other one I thought about was Sepp Stracker, six to four. Um, I, t- I gave him a good look this week, Sepp. Yeah. I think he thrives in these um, no-cut events, you know, yes. where he sort of, he doesn't really, he just, he just, I don't know, he just gets himself up there. He likes mixing it with the best players. He really he was, does. Not he, was 21st, he was 21st on debut, so heartbreak last year for the top 20 market, but he got better mm-hmm. every round, 71, 70, 68, 67. So if you can just start a bit faster this time. He's a very much a boom or bust player, I think. He is. He's either going to be up there or he's going to shit out early doors. Um, but I do really I do think there's a massive upside with betting Seb Stracker on a weekly yeah. basis. <laughs> the other one that, I was, that caught my eye a little bit just on current form is Matt Wallace. I don't, mm. I can't bet him to win this tournament, I don't think, but... Yeah, I'm Maybe intrigued to see how it gets on for sure. Yeah, like sixth at the Dunhill, sixth at the Dunhill Links, ninth at the Qatar Masters, second at the DP World Tour Championship, obviously 54 hole leader there. Um, I guess it's just that it's very much DP World form, isn't it? Fifteenth in the Ned Bank. Um, mm-hmm. I guess like when you when you looked at his PGA events, he's been what 28th and 68th, but the two 66s at the Shriners were promising. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd yeah. be well up for it, you know him. Like he would be, he want to mix it with the best. You want to get himself up there. Whether he will is a completely different story, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, he will he will enjoy the challenge. Oh, good. I think we'll stop it there, Brad. Just nice, mm-hmm. to ease us back into the year. Um, don't want to 
focus too heavy on a tournament where there's 40 players and no uh, we're, we're quite keen at the top of the market on a couple it's a tough one to get right as well isn't yeah. it it's like players coming off lengthy breaks i mean i've, I've nearly had the winner well that's obviously cam smith and then nearly yeah. morikos so i say that but it is it is still tough like it, you, you are best guessing uh, where everyone's game's at you're making assumptions that play, like players that have competed in the Hero World Challenge and Grant Thornton yeah. Invitational could slightly be in better shape. Uh, it's, it's all very debatable. Um, it is. But it is, yeah, that's what we do. It's, it, it's, a, it's a fun tournament to watch to start the year. It's a There's some decent value on some players that we've mentioned, I think. Um, I'm tempted to put Sung JM in, but I, I don't know. I just, it just feels like a disappointment. Yeah, it's just tough. He would be the oh my god if he won and I didn't bet him that would hurt type player um yeah. but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize my finalized picks which is Colin Morikara at 12 to 1 uh Jason Day at 50 to 1 it's 45 to 1 with eight places on bet 365 for Jason Day and um, then Chris Kirk is 150 to 1 six places as Brad said maybe 110 to 1 eight places might be the way forward with him um Brad your three picks for us on the century I have gone for Jordan Spieth, uh, 22 to 1 Betway or 888 Sports, six places. Um, it's the best price available. And then I've gone for Tom Kim, 28 to 1 Betway. It's also six places. And then I've gone for Matty Fitzpatrick, 28 to 1 Labrooks. I think you can boost that as well to 30 to 1. And that's also six places. Yeah, I'm um, quietly optimistic. Uh, I, I, love, I love the event. I think the Sony is the first real, like, this is obviously the official start of the season, but the Sony feels like the first full field and and the one where you can really get stuck into in terms of betting. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've kind of you know we've spent some time chatting over these and and yeah. reasons for it. Collectively, we've got a pretty good card there. I think I think there's money to be made, and I think even those placements we mentioned there about Justin Rose maybe just sneaking into the middle of the pack at two to one is is certainly interesting. So, mm-hmm. uh, so. Brad, love love speaking to you after an extended break. It's been Mm-hmm. Nearly a month, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, good to hear your voice again. Like, likewise, mate. And uh, looking forward to this week and the season ahead. So, guys, thank you very much for for listening as ever, kicking off 2024 with us, and we'll uh, speak to you all next week at the Sony. Mm-hmm.